Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Thursday, November 9th, 2023. How's everybody doing? This is a special episode of The Daily Ticket. Not only do we have Michigan responding to the Big Ten, and they took a flamethrower, aimed it at the conference, and said, F you, Big Ten. We'll get into it. But we also have Tony Garcia from the Detroit Free Press on as well. To be honest with you, I taped the podcast with Tony before my show with Wojo right around 5.10, 5.15. Then, of course, news broke that the Big Ten received the counter letter from Michigan. So I take this podcast so seriously, I thought to myself, let me give you what the letter says. And by the way, it's from Michigan and Jim Harbaugh's agent. And then we'll give you the best of what Tony Garcia from the Detroit Free Press says. Tony does a great job covering Michigan football and basketball. But I wanted to include the letter. So let's get into it. Because right around 6 o'clock, 6.15, Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports been all over this. He started tweeting out what Michigan responded to the Big Ten with. Now, before I read any of this, Michigan came back strong to the conference, making me believe that either the Big Ten doesn't have the evidence that they thought they had against Michigan, or Michigan is delusional, they know they're screwed, and they're just fighting back to fight back, knowing that bad things are coming their way. I think the first thing now, I don't think you have a response like this if the Big Ten's got credible evidence against you. But let me read you some of this. This comes from Dan Wetzel and Ross Dellinger, all from Yahoo. It says the following. University of Michigan's 10-page response to the Big Ten cites numerous reasons objecting to any discipline being handed down on the program or Coach Harbaugh. Goes on to say, it includes documents and pictures of Michigan's offensive and defensive signs that were allegedly stolen and shared by other Big Ten teams. Michigan's saying, hey, everybody else is doing it. We did it too. That's our defense. Now, I don't think that's a defense, but there's more. More Dan Wetzel. Among the broader points, this is what Michigan is saying. Unadjudicated rule violations cannot be basis for sportsmanship action. So they're saying that Petit is not allowed to suspend Harbaugh because the Big Ten rules don't support it that way. Two, number two, rule number two, rather. Commissioner Tony Petit lacks authority to punish Harbaugh under the league's sportsmanship policy. That's what I just said. And then broad point number three. Disciplinary actions at this time would be highly disproportionate given the broader regulatory context of the case. 
i.e. other teams stealing signs and sharing them, making team de facto in-person scouts. So that's what Michigan's trying to argue. But there's more. One point Michigan makes in its letter. The Big Ten is acting prematurely here. The NCAA has not yet been able to provide significant evidence, according to Michigan, and the Big Ten is relying on summaries and descriptions of evidence. Michigan argues that the Big Ten's evidence is so scant that it lacked any proof of almost any wrongdoing, even by Connor Stallions. Additionally, by providing so little actual evidence, Michigan has no ability to dispute the allegations at this time. Michigan not only said, Tony Batiti, you can't do anything to us. The Big Ten can't do anything to us. But they're also ripping them, saying, you call this evidence? You ain't got shit. You got nothing. But there's more. Dan Wetzel all over this. Let me read a couple more points. And then we'll play the best of Tony Garcia. I had him on before Michigan responded to the Big Ten. This one's from Ross Dellinger, works with Dan Wetzel. Michigan with a warning to the Big Ten in its letter, quote, the conference should act cautiously when setting precedent given the reality that in-person scouting, collusion among opponents, and other questionable practices may well be far more prevalent than believed. Michigan's like, everybody's doing it, dude. Better be careful, Big Ten. You want to set a precedent with us? You're going to have to do it with everybody else, too. You're not going to like it. I like this one. Connor Stallions dragged through the mud. Big Ten's letter from Michigan notes that its margin of victory this season has gone from 34 points to 38 points since Connor Stallions was suspended. Quote, there is simply no evidence that Stallions' action had a material effect on any of Michigan's games this season, unquote. Michigan's just trying to dunk now on the Big Ten. First of all, they're trying to discredit Connor Stallions. Connor won that special. He went away, and we're beating teams by a larger margin now. Now, the teams you played were Michigan State and Penn State, or Michigan State and Purdue, rather. So I don't know if that's accurate. But Michigan literally is taking every little bit that they can think of and throwing it back to the Big Ten's way. How will the Big Ten react? It's going to be interesting. Because now if the Big Ten does not react harshly, then Tony Petiti has wasted all of our time. Big Ten came out and said, listen, Michigan, we're going to suspend you. We're going to punish you. You get a couple days, reasonable amount of time to react. Michigan reacts, and they've thrown everything back in the Big Ten's face saying, you don't have anything on us. And by the way, Connor Stallions wasn't even that good at his job. That's how it reads to me. So now what's Patetti going to do? Can he be harsh if he doesn't have evidence? Was he bluffing this entire time? Is Michigan bluffing? What else do I have? Not only, and I mentioned this, not only did Michigan respond to the Big Ten, but so did the lawyer for Jim Harbaugh. More Dan Wetzel. In a separate eight-page letter to the Big Ten, Jim Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars, 
makes many of the same arguments as Michigan on why the league cannot punish Jim Harbaugh. Lack of evidence of any guilt, a lack of due process, a lack of power per Big Ten rules per Patetti to act. Now, this is interesting to me because I've always been under the illusion, I guess, that the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Patetti, could throw a two-game suspension and a $10,000 fine at Michigan if they wanted to. Anything more than that? You got to get approval from the executive committee made up of, of course, officials from each school in the Big Ten. Now, those officials more than likely are going to give Tony Patetti approval. But now a lot of people are saying this, Michigan included, that under the sportsmanship policy, totally different area, apparently, in punishment in the Big Ten. If you want to suspend somebody or lay out punishment via the sportsmanship part of it, Apparently, you can't do it. Now, I find it hard to believe that the Big Ten doesn't know this, if that's true. Also, in one of the reports I read, the Big Ten went out three weeks before they even thought about going after Michigan. And they hired a law firm trying to find out exactly what kind of power they had. Is there anything more than a missing? Oh, I got one more. This is more Harbaugh and Tom Mars his attorney, his agent, attorney rather, back to the Big Ten. Dan Wetzel says, Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars, argues that Ohio State and Rutgers stealing Michigan signs is proof there was no reason why Harbaugh should have been suspicious of Connor Stallion's ability to do the same to others. Quote, when other teams have been legally acquiring Michigan signals with 100% accuracy for at least two years by studying Michigan's game film, there was no reason for Coach Harbaugh or anyone else to believe that Stallions had not acquired his information about other teams' signals by using the same methodology. Mars wrote in his letter to the Big Ten, which has been reviewed by Yahoo Sports. Poor Connor. Connor's just getting run over. Poor Connor Stallions. Connor took the fall from Michigan. He's not talking. He's okay with everybody believing that he's the mastermind, so he probably feels good about that. Connor Stallions took down the rest of the Big Ten. But now Jim Harbaugh and Tom Morrison's attorney are saying, like, listen, how would we know? We just thought Connor was doing everything that everybody else did. Connor's not that special. I feel kind of bad for Connor Stallions. But of course, Michigan tried to attack the Big Ten from every angle. If he was a lone wolf, we didn't know. He didn't even do that good of a job because we're beating teams by a larger margin now. You don't have the power to suspend me. You don't have the power to act against Michigan as a whole. Michigan came out strong. Now, how will the Big Ten react? If the Big Ten backs down, if they only find Michigan, if they only suspend them for one game, saying it's too late to suspend you for Penn State, we'll suspend you for Maryland, and then he gets the coach talking about Jim Harbaugh in the Ohio State game. If the Big Ten does not come out strong, it means one of two things. They overplay their hand. They have no evidence. It also means that Tony Batetti has no idea what he's doing. That he sat there and he listened to ADs and coaches and school presidents. And maybe he got caught up in it all. He's only been on the job for eight months. He's in an impossible situation. But he's going to get fired. 
just like somebody from CMU is going to get fired because we believe Connor Stallions was on the sidelines, he's going to get fired. He's got to come out strong against Michigan, but by what Michigan says, does the Big Ten even have the evidence to come out strong? That, to me, is the head-scratcher of this whole thing. I thought the Big Ten would have a smoking gun. Not the smoking gun, but something close to a smoking gun. A factoid, a piece of evidence that when they presented it to the world, even Michigan fans would be like, holy smokes, Michigan's guilty. Now Michigan's saying that doesn't exist. Michigan's saying they got shit on us. So now with the Big Ten, what are they going to do? I think that's everything. If I missed anything, we'll cover it tomorrow. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Michigan responding to the Big Ten. Later on today, we do expect the Big Ten, obviously, to respond, maybe with a punishment. Here's the thing, too, by the way. We keep hearing about the injunction. Let's say, let's just say the Big Ten comes out strong against Michigan. You don't think we have evidence? You don't think we have power? Take this. Let's say they suspend them for the rest of the season. Let's say Michigan wants to seek an injunction. Friday's Veterans Day. Courts are closed. So Harbaugh would not be allowed to coach in the Penn State game, which, by the way, would be a pretty huge punishment in itself. So this thing is far from over. But tomorrow we'll go over what the Big Ten is saying to Michigan and if they're going to punish them at all. But in the meantime, there's so many questions about this story. So many questions. That's why I brought Tony Garcia on. Does a great job covering Michigan, football and Michigan basketball. I got so many questions for Tony. So let's get to Tony. I'll slice in a couple of my questions and Tony's answer. He was awesome, I thought. So we'll do that coming up now. And then tomorrow, of course, we'll have what the Big Ten decides to do to Michigan. And maybe, just maybe, we can focus on actual football over the weekend. I doubt it, but maybe. So, all right. Without further ado, let's get to that portion of this podcast, shall we? So so I got a couple questions and stuff that I, I guess I've never quite understood. So we'll get into it. But what do you think the punishment would be? Like, are we talking two games, which I feel would seem weak for everybody? I know Michigan thinks, hey, we're going to file an injunction and get out of whatever we're offered to begin with or serve down. Are we thinking the rest of the season? Do we think that Petiti might go after coordinators? Do we think that maybe the Big Ten will say you're not playing in the Big Ten title game? Like, what do you think a realistic punishment's going to be here? I think to act like anybody knows outside of Tony Petiti is, is speculating. It is just speculating because we are in such unprecedented territory. Now, that's really not a sexy answer for a podcast, but it's no. the most honest. It's the most. No, we're honest looking for clicks, Tony. Come on. Okay. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> so Harbaugh is that? No, I mean, I think because because this is the Big Ten. The Big Ten wants to be the Big Ten needs and wants a national title, right? The Big Ten wants its best chance at that, but sure. also wants to look like it has done its job and its due diligence by reprimanding Michigan in some way. But they don't want to quote punish the players, right? Who are supposed to be the innocent ones in this situation. Um, and by by not punishing the players, meaning not ruling out a big right. 10 football appearance or i mean the college football playoff committee has already said that we're just dealing with on the field right and i have a hard time believing that the big 10 is going to want to out and out just rule michigan out entirely however 
like and because it's such a it is the number one brand in the league like ohio state's close but michigan is probably the ma- most major brand in the conference that said there are 13 other schools and ad's and who are not happy right and so tony petiti who was just hired in april right he's been here like seven months poor I mean, guy is just, just stuck in between the most rock and a hard place situation uh he, he is damned if he does even more damned if he does not um and so that was maybe a bit of a roundabout answer. I think he would probably land on the two game suspension. Now, nobody has, nobody has told me that directly. Right. But there's like minor and major and fines over 10,000 and, 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 and different things. But this is all like what we're trying to understand on the fly. Right. right. And, and bylaws versus uh, policies and, and, and all this legalese that I had no idea I was ever going to need to get into. when I, when we started this, I thought we were just talking about football. <laughs> Silly me. Um, but so yeah, uh, I, tomorrow could be the expectation. I would say maybe two, two games, but who knows? And also Michigan's going to try to fight it, right? Friday is a holiday. Friday is, uh, is veterans day. And so there's, that's actually technically a, like it's, there are so many little tiny layers to think about. Uh, like if they could even, I, I don't know the timing or how long it, I'm still trying to figure out how the timing of it works, but I know that will matter. If, well, I, I would assume depending on the timing and when it comes down. I mean, you got to believe. I mean, they're going to put the injunction in Wayne County Courts, which happens to be in Ann Arbor. You got to feel you might find a sympathetic judge. But like you're saying, if Friday nobody's working, then that means Jim, if suspended, is not going to coach in the Penn State game. But my question to you, and and I've said this on the radio show, and people hate it, but don't you believe that Michigan could have done a better job with damage control Like you already mentioned that Santa Ono, the president of Michigan, sent that letter to the Big Ten and Tony Petiti before he even went to Ann Arbor last Friday and said, listen, due process, we ain't doing anything. We're not suspending our guy. And if you do, we're going to fight it. But when this happened, and I ask you, I don't know the answer, but if they gave Jim Harbaugh or if Jim Harbaugh, which would never have happened, took a voluntary two-game suspension. So we're talking Michigan State and Purdue. I kind of feel there'd be less here. I know reporters would keep digging. I know stories would keep coming out, but it feels like it would be less of a story. Then Jim comes back. They do whatever they do. Then the NCAA rules in the off season. I think that would have been a better way to at least go about it, but maybe I'm totally full of hot air here. Well, I mean, no, maybe it would have been, but I do think we now have the benefit of hindsight, right? You don't know how this is going to play out through the weeks on the night it is all coming to light because in theory and Jim Harbaugh did not know about this. Right. And so he's not going to just ex- and I mean, he's already missed three games this year. He's not going to just walk out another two if he thinks he does, he does not need to. Um, and, and also just bigger picture in terms of, in terms of the damage control, I think it maybe speaks a little bit to the different agendas within Michigan's athletic department and within the university as a whole. Right. I mean uh, just, Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh and this contract. Now, now their relationship is not as bad as it has been reported okay. to be. Um, right. It is, it is not. I've had people tell me, uh, like, do you know how exhausted I would be if I was running telephone between them? Like, it's not the case. Um, and so, but, but, I, and so it's, it's, they, they do communicate, but they're not best friends. Right. And so, and then you also have Ono who has stepped in and, And he is bridging sort of the two halves of the university as I look at it, right? The academic half and the, and the athletic half. 
However, now the athletic half is in a sticky situation uh, optically. And so there is pressure from the academic side to not want to sort of muddy those waters. And it's, and there's, there's just a lot of different agenda. I mean, the board, right. There's, there's a lot of agendas and a lot of different things that are happening in live time. So I think that's why they're not going to get the perfect messaging out and get ahead of it uh, as much as one would want. Speaking of optics, educate me about LLCs and Blake Corum and Connor Stallion. Now, I know you guys asked them about it on Tuesday night, and Blake's like, listen, I had no idea about this. I'm going to get my attorneys on this. So what are we thinking? Are we thinking that Blake is lying? Are we thinking that Connor put Blake on the LLC, which I'm led to believe is against the law? I mean, if Blake is actually, what, engaged in an LLC, that would make him ineligible. There's a lot going on there, too. What, what, what do we educate me? Or educate us. I'm so again. Uh, <laughs> I was covering a basketball game right right <laughs> after that happened. See, like at the free press, we don't have a basketball and 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 a football writer. I'm trying to do both, and so I'm I'm eating my dinner as I'm typing the Blake Corum story as I'm watching if Terrace Reed is warming up or not. Right. <laughs> so so forgive me. I have not <laughs> I have not dove in deep into the LLCs. That said, um. It w- either either someone is misinformed, that would be a very polite way of putting it. Someone is not telling the truth, or someone's gonna be in a lot of legal trouble. You would think right? the, those are I, I I don't know how it could not be one 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 of those avenues. Um, but but I can speak to what I do know, which is what I was told, which is what Blake Corum told us all directly. Uh he said he 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 denied it uh I mean in totality, right? Uh he said he said he has no affiliation with it. He, I mean, he ended up making light of it, right? He's like, vacuum cleaners aren't really my thing, right? He's joking about it, which led me to believe, like, right, like he really is, like, not concerned about it. Like, he I agree. However, he did, and, and I'm not implicating Blake Corum. The, something, and we're all looking for little things, right? He called this guy who we are all calling Stallions Connor, right? You refer to your people, you know, or he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know anything about that going on with Connor. Like everyone else has been like Jim McElwain, like the sign stealer guy or like, yeah, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> he, I'm sure that's probably reading too much into it, but he called him by his first name. So he knows him in some way. Put it this way. I spoke to Blake 50 times. I think he knows who I am. I don't know if he would say if he was talk, talking to someone, he'd be like, yeah, I was talking to Tony the other day. Right. He'd be like. Yeah, I was with like that that guy who's always around with the with the media. And so just just uh I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of that. That I mean, what are we like? It's I don't know what we're doing here. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. I mean, it, you just never know the depths that it goes until you find out the next day when all this new stuff breaks. All right, so what about Rutgers and Ohio State and Purdue? Now I'm led to believe, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm led to believe that Connor Stallions broke NCAA rules by the way he went about videotaping and scouting teams. He wasn't allowed to be self-scouting and have other people scouting. And then you hear news that Michigan gave to the Big Ten that apparently Purdue was given help by Ohio State and Rutgers to try to beat Michigan in the Big Ten title game, which was a one-point game at the half. Is it the same, though, what the coaches did compared to, we know Michigan broke the rules, at least everybody believes they broke the rules, including the Big Ten. Is it the same in your mind? It's such a slippery slope to get into equivalencies, right? But I guess if you are asking me, 
No. Um, it, Why? It, it's it's. I don't think it's the same thing because, uh, on on one hand, it, it's the layers and levels to all the different parties involved, right? There's money, there's spreadsheets, there's supposedly reports of sixty five different people. Um, really, what I was told, right. so I spoke I spoke to a, a former Big Ten staffer. Um, I've, I I I'm very I, I'm very well versed in this story. I've known about this since since Monday morning. Uh, we were I I believed. Everything that was reported about uh, Purdue and Ruck, uh, excuse me, about Rutgers and Ohio State uh, giving signals, colluding and giving signals to Purdue, jives with what I was told. I was, however, the reason we did not run it originally ahead of everyone else, ahead of the the AP talking, just originally breaking the story that there was before schools were named, right? The AP said it was a bit, it was just a big a former Big Ten staffer, and then the next day. It's uh, they start naming the schools, Ohio State and Rutgers. That all jived with what I had heard, but we just did not have. There's certain double sourcing and journalistic right. integrity that we feel the need to have to run with. Uh, so that's why I'm just saying that's why I have not written that story. However, it all jives with everything I've heard. Um, but this person I'm speaking with in that story, he told me he's like, look, everyone does this. Th this first level. Like he, he said, even, I mean, he's telling me about, he's like, he said, a guy in Indiana is the greatest. Uh, he was uh, at, at, at sign stealing. I mean, I'm like, you wouldn't right. so Indiana, everybody does. He says, Indiana has a great sign stealing guy. Rutgers has a great sign stealing guy. Iowa is unconcerned about sign stealing. Kirk Ferentz has never uh, cared about it. Illinois last year, Ryan Walters, now Purdue's head coach, was yes. very concerned because this guy said he was quote unquote, Simple as I don't know what FCC standards were on, but it's a four-letter word that starts with F. And he's talking about how simple Ryan Walter's scheme is to understand. So gotcha. different people <laughs> care care different levels, right? But there is this baseline understanding. I mean, this was news to me. I mean, not really news. Like you kind of figured there's some note trading, but you like to think the integrity of the game is still in hand, right? But this guy said, look, everyone trades notes to this level. But even I, when I, this recruit or this sign stealer, it's part of my job. When I found out that video was being used, that's when this is a different level. Gotcha. And so if someone who is admitting to doing all this gray area things is saying it's a different level, to me, that's enough to say, okay, it's a different level. All right. I got a couple more for you. You've been very gracious with your time. We do appreciate it. In your mind, how big of a deal is this? Like, like I've heard people say biggest scandal ever. I've heard people say no advantage at all. I've heard people say, hey, it's as, just as bad as the 2017 Houston Astros or Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens when they were juicing back in the day. Uh, what scale do you think this is? I think the worst part about the scandal is there is no way to measure it, right? There is There is no way to get a definitive answer to that, which means it's it's a deal. It is a level of deal. Um, if because I'm not, it's not a ten, it's not a one. I, I, I'm I'm going to talk my way through it, and I'm I'm going to get to it because I've been trying to answer that that question myself, right? It matters because Michigan's really good. If if this was a team that did not sure. that was Illinois, no one would care, right? So that is is to a point for the argument of it. People only care because Michigan's good. Now, is this why Michigan got good? No. Look at the talent on that field. Look at the players. If you know football, like 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 Jim Harbaugh has said to us, if you know football, you know football. I mean, j just both sides of the ball. Michigan is tremendous. 
So I don't think this is why Michigan won these games. But who is to measure how much if if coaches say the coaches had no idea how how Connor Stallings is getting this information, right? Right. But they keep, but everything they're doing is working, right? In intrinsically as a player, if everything your coach is telling you is working, right? You're never questioning anything. Just just this buy-in, this belief, like there's intangible levels to the culture building that it also just winning creates success, right? And so how do you know where it started? Where was the chicken? Where was the egg? Obviously, things changed after 2020. They had a ton of talent. Maybe that was the year everything was going to come together, but you never know. So I'm I am at a loss. I am it for me right now at this moment, it is too soon to say how big a deal it is because I don't know who's going to be punished. I don't know the levels of the coaches who are involved, and I don't know how this season plays out, right? Say Penn State goes and wins this weekend, and Michigan is not even a part of the national conversation. Then how big a deal is it? Good this point. is a really this is a really big deal if Michigan beats Penn State and they're playing Ohio State with everything on the line and then Texas's spot is maybe up for grabs and Washington's and Florida State's and 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 peak teams around the country then this will get bigger than just the Big 10, right? And it already sort of had with with the Tennessee and the South Carolina uh, allegations of Connor Stallions last year and so um I, d- I did a horrible job answering that question, Jeff. Don't bring me on again. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, stop. It was a fine answer. It's a fantastic answer. Well, I, have you ever met Connor Stallings? I've not. You, you have no interest in a refurbished vacuum, perchance. <laughs> no. Uh, my, my, guy, di- my, my Dyson works fine. This guy is the most interesting guy in the universe. He really yeah. is. And, and what, what gets me, by the way, is the video of him celebrating a Michigan good play you've seen this obviously he's sitting there bald head going insane uh it's it's unbelievable i I always wonder myself i wonder what play he's watching like is he just watching a jet sleep a sweep or is it just a touchdown all right last thing for you and then i'll let you go give me the, the worst email or the worst response you've got from this so far because as you know some of the media even has been down party lines, Michigan and Michigan State. Nobody knows who to trust. Everybody's yelling at everybody. I'm sure I've gotten a ton of hate. What about you? What What, what is the worst, most angry emailer or text or tweet that you've got from coverage or just being you? Yeah. I don't know if it's related to this one. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I've just... Nothing that bad. Like today, I got I got some questions about why aren't you like you've been all over Michigan? Why aren't you talking about Purdue and Ohio State? So I got one of that, and uh, I I I've got some witch hunt and some and so, some some fake news is nothing horrible. There's there's this one guy uh, who I haven't heard from in some time who would just I mean I mean he would just get into me like every like every week or every couple weeks. On the line, I mean, he was emailing me about the Lions before I had ever even written a word about the Lions when I was a general assignment reporter 18 months ago. So this guy might have been nuts. I don't know. There's not one. It's really, I'd say witch hunt. Just like I've gotten three witch hunt emails. Um, <laughs> and I, my stance is if you are in the group using that phrase, you're probably not where you want to be. Like <laughs> just, as a, just as a frame of reference, like always, right? Like, like it may be true, but... You're already in in tough footing. <laughs> Tony Garcia, great stuff. We appreciate you coming on. We have no idea what's going to happen by the time people watch or listen to this podcast. It may have already happened. I don't think this story is going away anytime soon. 
enjoy Happy Valley. Enjoy, I call it crappy valley, but I, I think that'd be just disrespectful. So enjoy Happy Valley. And thanks for joining us. And we'll bring you back on when we have some more information. You were awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy to come on whenever, Jeff. Appreciate the it. The great Tony Garcia. Here's what we're going to do. We went way too long. We'll get to the comments tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. Thank you for watching and listening. Rate, review, all that kind of good stuff. I'm begging you, people. I'm begging you for clicks. I guess that's what that's what I do now. So Thank you. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. Thank you, Tony. See ya.